If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, let's kick off the week here on Patreon. The eyes up here extra. It's Monday. Oh no, not extra. It's the episode. I'm so used to doing the extra content. Content. Hey, what's up, yo? It's eyes up here. It's Monday. Let's get wild. Uh, if you didn't know by now, my name is Chad. Sorry, there's a lawnmower eight like centimeters away from me here outside. Always my door. blaming other things when you mess up. Take the key and move on. Say you're you sorry. Accept the defeat and move on. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week I'm joined here by the glitzy and glamorous queen of extreme. Looking very nice. I'm a disco uh, ball today. <laughs> yes, you are. Of course. This is Francine. This is your show, Eyes Up Here. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm 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 glad to be here, and uh, yeah, happy to be here. Happy yeah. I'm not working for a major company right now. <laughs> That's all oh, I have to say. What? Why not? Would you fear fear for job security? Because you could literally be a top star now and get released like kind of out of the blue. We we're starting hot today. This really this made me almost fall off my chair this week. These these releases now. Some of them, I was just like, okay, I don't watch the product. I'm a f- I'm familiar with most of the names on this list, right? I don't watch the product, so I don't really know what's going on. But I do know that we talked about last week uh, the promos that were put out for the yes. return of house shows. And one of the major players with these promos was Braun Strowman. First guy in the promo. Tell us to get these hands on tour for the house shows. He's released. He's gone. <laughs> biggest, uh, the biggest star I would say in this list of clients. yeah. Oh yeah. Now, my, you know, I I was saying to my husband, I was just like, where is the logic to this? And you know, he turned around and he said, well, he was getting paid like a million dollars. I think his contract was like a million or something yeah. like that. Maybe maybe more with merch added in or whatever. But he's a draw, right? Yeah, well, uh, presumably one of the only ones that they have. So why on earth, unless there's something we don't know, why release the guy? I know he's expensive, but if he's bringing in money, why release him? Two theories that are kind of bandied about. Now, I've talked okay. to some people who were kind of close to the situation on Ooh, the insiders on the talent booking end of things. Uh-huh. And my first question was, it had to be. This is exactly what I thought. It had to be. His contract is due. He was going to want more money. They're cutting their losses. Okay. I was told that's not the case. He okay. just resigned about a year ago. So this was a complete, it looks like, wiping of the contract off the books, which has been bandied about with this talk of a WWE sale that we've been joking about. But when they wipe off a top guy who's making seven figures, that's really like shocking because the money they could have made off of him that now is gone and off the books. So do you think he was blindsided or do you think he knew? Cause I, I mean, I feel like when this happens, everybody's on edge, right? Because mm-hmm. nobody knows they can, I mean, they're pulling names out of their ass, like th- things you would never think would happen or pe- 
anybody is replaceable. I've said that so many times. It doesn't matter if you're on top, if you're scraping the bottom, whatever. Do you think he had a heads up? Yes, I think he did. You do? I think okay. he was the only one on the list who did because Alistair Black, who, you know, didn't have a, a top spot, but he was a very, you know, I would say popular character who mm-hmm. had been on and off TV, was just in a storyline they kicked off for the Intercontinental title on SmackDown two Fridays ago. Yeah. Vignettes building it up for six months and gone. He said he was blindsided. Okay. Uh, Lana. I'm going to guess that one was probably in the works for a while. Based Maybe off it was of in everything. the works, but did she know? Because now, now again, I don't watch, but I've, I've, I've read articles preparing for this day. Her and Naomi, new tag team, new outfits, the whole nine yards, yeah. uh, you know, fighting for the belts and stuff. And now she's gone. Now, do you think that has something to do with her husband being in AEW? Yes. You do? I think that's been the case for a while. I think that they were just looking for the right time to let that contract go. Now, again, when were they due? That's the first thing I look at. When were they due? Were, or were they like Braun? Did they resign a year ago for X amount of years? Yeah. I think the the thing with, with Rusev or Miro, I think that that was like kind of the, after he was gone, they buried her on TV. Oh, she was going through a table oh, every single week, the poor girl. Buried her. And I think that that built to now, it might have just been they realized they didn't release her before. <laughs> That's why oh, man. It's, you know, you give, you give, you give, you do whatever you're told to do, you know. And I would assume she was just keeping her mouth shut and not complaining about it because obviously, you know, she she knew with her husband being gone, there might be a little heat there. Yeah. And so you do what you're told to do, and then you get released. It's like, uh, come on. Do they do they have an ounce of remorse for this day? Do they care? I don't think they care. Oh, man. It's I really so don't think they care. Again. But, you know, I was, I'm sorry. For Braun, I really think that it's probably the most shocking release that they have had since probably Kurt Angle. And that was like 15 years ago. But wow. Kurt Angle was at least because th- there was reasons. They had substance abuse issues that they were not wanting basically anything to happen on their watch. Sure. That was probably the most shocking release. <laughs> and that was 15 years ago. So that's, that's a biggie, you know, yeah. like that. and you know, he's going to AEW. I mean, come on. I mean, they'd scoop him up in eight seconds. Well, Mark Henry showing up was a, a nice little surprise. Uh, that there's a guy that was an advocate for WWE right. for, forever. And, you know, now he's he's on a different program and it's kind of like, you know, uh, where's your loyalty? I'm reading and we're has nothing to do with loyalty. No, it's taking care of your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, there are those who believe that if the rumors of the sale are true, a guy like Mark Henry is going to be told, hey, we're not going to use you. Go someplace else if you can. And that's why it's so shocking that they just put him in the Hall of Fame. He's on TV all the time as an <laughs> ambassador. And it's like, hey, buddy, you know, uh, so, you know, uh, you might want to go explore someplace else. But now just sidebar. We know AEW's got a lot of money, right? Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I think they look silly spending all the money they have on Mark Henry and the big show when now they're going to have seven young, good talents to bring onto their roster, where are they getting all this cash from? Well, we, we don't, maybe it's an unlimited bank account. We don't know what they, what Tony Khan has in his pockets. He, he might have enough for everyone. He might, but if but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's weird that you would bring them in so high profile, these, you know, these agents or, or announcers or whatever mm-hmm. he's doing with them. And now you've got legit talent because Braun's going to want some money. He's not going to just take 500 grand to come in. He's going to well, be seven figures plus. Here, here's my thing. And I could be 100% wrong, but this is what this is the way that I would handle myself if I was in that position. So if I was in WWE and I was making a decent living, but was miserable, okay, my contract was coming up and uh, they released me, right? Or my contract was coming up and they asked me to resign and I'm unhappy. I would gladly take a pay cut to go to a company that I felt comfortable in that would use me correctly, that, uh, you know, I had friends in that I know would, right. would be good to me. I would be okay with a pay cut. Now, I wouldn't go for like a poverty check, like, yeah. you know, for next to nothing. But I, I'm one of those people, I've said it before, I stayed in ECW 
uh, the pay was nowhere near what the other two uh, promotions were offering at the time. But I loved it there. I was comfortable there. I was the big fish in the small pond, so to speak. That was my home. And that's where I would have been forever. I would have never left. Um, So money sometimes isn't everything to certain people, especially to the guys who have managed their money correctly and saved a lot of it. You know, now you're, you're older, your body hurts, you know, you're looking for a lighter schedule, which AEW does have a lighter schedule right now. Maybe a pay cut isn't such a bad idea. You know, how true of a pay cut is it when you factor in all exactly. these? Houses? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not going to go in for next to nothing, right. but if if you could still provide for your family, have a, a a lighter schedule, be used properly, and be happy, yeah, give it to me. I would definitely take that over making a million dollars and being miserable, right? Because now you got your cameo back. Now you got your you, outside. You have everything. Yeah. You can no, do whatever right. you want, and you can make that money that you're losing on the side, however you want, because they're not limiting you to anything right now. Exactly. Whereas they just did. They cut everybody from those third party social media, they're, you know, money makers. Everybody is miserable. Free advice. Look at that from a vet. This is great. I, for me, for me personally, I want to be happy, especially in my older age. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who wants bullshit? Who wants to be under stress? We have enough stress in our life. You know, you don't want stress at home and at work. You want to try to lighten the load a little bit. So, I, yeah, yeah, for me, I would gladly leave and go somewhere else for less money, but be happy. Be happy. Let them hear my voice. Use me correctly. I'd be all over that. So maybe a guy like Braun takes this the way I do. Maybe he says, well, hey, you know, I'm I'm only on the road a couple days every two weeks because that's what they're doing right now. They're, they're, you know, doing two weeks and then the next week is, I believe it's taped. So they're, they're only on the road a couple days a week. And then the next week they stay home. You right. have such an opportunity to do whatever you want and make that money from your house or do appearances or t- spend the time with your family. Take some time off. Rest your body up. Yeah. So there's there there are so many other options out there besides WWE. No, you're, you're right. You're right. And it's funny because 10 years ago, those options were out there too, but they were a lot smaller. There wasn't that opportunity to make this exorbitant amount of money yeah. back that you're losing. And now, you know, you know how some of the, you, you put the effort into your cameos. There's guys who lay on their bed and do them. I know. I like Braun Strowman could be sitting on a toilet <laughs> and doing, you know, hand over fist money in cameo. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it's, you're right. Now there have been guys that have gone to AEW for less and that's well documented the revival said that they were taking a pay cut to go to uh aew yeah and and i'm sure that they're much happier i'm sure they are (laughs) less stress in their life i mean that's to me that mental health is so important you know what i mean like especially now yeah like i can't even tell you the stress that I was under the short time that I worked there I was worried about everything everything and and it was like you know I dreaded going to work it was not a fun experience I was simply there for the paycheck because it wasn't it wasn't something that I looked forward to whereas ECW I didn't mind to get on a 6 a.m flight I couldn't wait till the weekend like I was packed two days before and ready to go and out the door it, it was just, it's a different, for me, it was just apples and oranges. It was a different atmosphere. And if you cannot enjoy what you're doing, then you need to change your profession. And I know that's not that easy for a lot of people, but mentally it will break you down. So uh, right now is the happiest, you know, besides ECW, obviously, but this is the happiest I've ever been. And it's because I'm doing what I want to do when I want to do it. And these people who are leaving are leaving that controlled environment and coming over, hopefully, to, you know, a lesser of the two evils, let's say, uh, where they have a little more freedom. They can do what they want. So 
unbelievable. Now, just on the revival, Jim Cornette feels he they ruined their careers going to AEW because they're doing a lot of the comedy stuff. They're not doing the serious wrestling that they were portraying themselves to be. So they took less money to be happy, but Jim Cornette feels they're losing their credibility. <laughs> are the fans into it? If the fans are into what they're doing, I mean, who cares? Well, you're a fan of the Gaga this past week. <laughs> they, had, they had Gaga mania with this last oh. uh, pay-per-view. They did another one of those stadium uh, matches that they did last year. And See, it's, I love that. Yeah, it's just comedy. Let, let them it. Right. It's not good comedy. It's comedy, but it's you'll fun. probably pop at it. You'll probably, it's something that again, fan of the Gaga you'll like. <laughs> Here's the thing. We know they can work. We know they can wrestle. We've seen both sides of them. So a little Gaga never hurt anyone. They could always come back and get pissed off and do a straight match. I mean, it's it's not like they're locked into the comedy thing forever. It just shows that, that they have, they have range. Different sides. Yeah, there's different sides to them. What, they, what if I go like this now? What if I start standing like this? Hold on. What if I start standing like this when I talk to you? You look like a bouncer right have now. You, <laughs> I do. Have yeah. you, have you seen the biceps up a little more? Have you seen it? I wish I didn't have to push them up, but you know. My perfectly rated shirt. The, the Tony Khan promos promoting a lot of the stuff. Have you seen these? Have I've you, seen like okay. maybe one or two. There's a picture going around where he's he's got his <laughs> he's pushing his arms up like this, but it's backstage at the. T- it took four days of shoots to film this match. Huh? Okay. Wow. And there's a picture of Tony Khan, Jericho, MJF, who were competing, huh. and the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they they filmed the piece in his office. And they're all standing watching a monitor. And this picture was released. That's the kind of stuff where the Gaga people lose it because it's like it's so coordinated. It's like you're watching a movie now. Mm. And are you watching wrestling or are you watching a movie? It's it's one of those things where you can appreciate the laugh, but I think in terms of the wrestling fan, it, it loses people. I just feel like you you have to listen to what the fans say, right? If the fans are giving them positive input and the numbers are up, you're doing something correct. It's yeah. not for everyone. Listen, you can sit down and watch a show one week and you can absolutely love it. And then you can watch the same show the next week and despise it. It, it, it comes down to the writers and what they make the talent do, right? right. I feel like Gaga's okay. It shouldn't be in every single match, obviously. There yeah. shouldn't be a million promos where everybody's talking. There shouldn't be 87 factions where everybody comes out with five people in a group. You know, that's my personal preference. But if if the demographic likes what they're saying and it's working, they're going to run with it. Yeah. So. You know, you got to pay attention to what the fans want. And the WWE always talks about WWE Universe and da-da-da-da-da. And it just seems to me like everything I read is mostly negative. Yeah, it's the shit universe. Everybody's shitting on it. <laughs> I don't understand if if they're so gung-ho about listening to the WWE Universe. Why isn't there a change? You know? <laughs> They're they're stuck somewhere. They're just stuck in this universe that nobody cares about. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing that wasn't released that is rumored about, and this is another reason why they might be selling. Apparently, Shane McMahon is gone again from the company, and he's my favorite McMahon. And he seems to be the first one who, when the going gets tough, he's gone. <laughs> he's my favorite. Did he go back to like? Where was he? Japan? He was in China? like China or something. Building. Don't go to China, please. Stay, stay away from China. It was either Japan or China. He was he built the pay per view structure for the country, like whatever the main pay per. Yeah, I mean, if anybody knows pay per view, it's the McMahon's. Yeah, and he's apparently gone, but that has not been uh, released to the the public. So, well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I need about. I mean, if I, I hope I'm not talking out of school. I mean, I, don't I hear know. a lot. I hear a lot of stuff during the week, and um, sometimes I don't remember if I was supposed to keep it in or keep it out. <laughs> the views expressed right now on Eyes Up Here are from the Chadster and not Francine. Thank now, you. Be- before we get into some questions, we're going to do some Ask Francine Almost Anything here. Oh, boy. I have all the questions now. Yeah. Which I like. Um, yeah, great. I want to ask you about the Friends reunion in a minute, but mm-hmm. I just want to mention first that you talk about you're so happy doing everything that you're doing, you know, and the most fun you've had since ECW. Yeah. I can tell you a person who attended the Squared Circle Expo 
was very happy to see the crowd you had gathered and how you were busy the whole time and they could barely come over to say hi to you because you were so busy. And then they said that's because she is, and this is a quote, she is ECW. Oh, well, I don't, can you say who said that so I can thank them? It was a big vampiric friend of mine. He was very menacing and could used to have like fangs in his mouth. Oh, can I say his name? Yeah. I love you, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> it was so good to see you. I'm making a note. Remind me to tell you something later. I'm writing oh, it down. Make a note because I'm we never remember. I know. Things. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. It, it felt so good. Uh, you know, to see Kevin, obviously, but to, to see the fans, I, I love, like I said, I, I love being at home, but when I do have to go out and do these shows, I just love meeting everyone. It's, it's genuine and it's real for me. And it, it just makes me so happy that people still care about me and care about ECW. So I, I appreciate everyone who comes over to say hi. So Very thank nice. you, Kevin, for those nice words. I think I made up the word vampiric. Just oh, well, that's a good it. one. That sounded pretty. I know. I like it. I think I might have made it up. All right. So the Friends reunion, it was last Friday, I think, right? What, yeah. How was it? Um, I was super excited about it. Like when I well, I saw the trailer, I was super duper excited. Uh, Shelly Martinez posted something and tagged me in it. And that's how I found out about it. And I had goosebumps and cried almost through the whole thing how much of a nerd am i it was that good to me if you're if you're a fan you're not it's not nerdy it's if you're a fan you're passionate i was a huge fan of friends i loved love loved the show uh i remember crying like a baby when monica proposed to chandler um there there are just certain things that are in my head that i could relate with um you know, being uh, a 20 something year old or however old, I, I don't even know what year it was, but um, I think it was well done. I think like they said, there were a lot of people that they wanted to have on the show because they only had a handful of, you know, people um, come back besides the six regular. Uh, there were some people that were missed. Um, but overall, just seeing them all together and, and the best part of the whole reunion that I did not know about was that Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer liked each other, but never, mm. never crossed the line. Interesting. And they had they had footage of them flirting, like when the when the scene stopped and they were just waiting for the next scene. And I love that. I told you, I love that backstage yeah. taboo stuff that you're not supposed to see. And they showed it. And they they were so young, so cute with the flirting. Like, my heart was just like, I wanted them to get married. <laughs> when I watched the show, and now knowing that they really liked each other and they never acted on it, I was like, man, she could have avoided two bad marriages and been with David Schwimmer. Maybe they would have been together forever. <laughs> But that's, I loved it. That's got to be so tough to be in a, in a situation like that where you have to be in love with the person on television, yeah. have an attraction to them off screen, and the well, only time you can get it on is just the kissing on the you know. Well, in the it happens with a lot of people, Chad. I wasn't I wasn't specifically stating. I was just saying it in terms of the sitcom we're talking about. I can relate. No other world. I can relate, <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was very, very well done. Very cute. And I enjoyed it. And if you're a friends fan, you need to uh, watch it. It was a lot of fun. Those are questions I have never asked you in our two years of being uh, together on the air of anything having to do with your personal life and relationships. I've never asked you about that. I'm saving that for our car ride in August. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Yeah. We uh, should but, film our car ride and use it as an extra. That would be pretty funny. Parts Let's of it. Let's do that. Parts of it. Parts of well, it. Well, you, um, you have no, the opportunity to edit, so. Yes, I do. That's yeah. very true. And I did just about your friends. I did. I caught some of it and whatever clips were floating around just to see, you know, what it was. I just, again, it's not my show. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm I glad did. you got a nice little, uh, little cry. I did. Of, I did. My kids are like, are you okay, mom? I'm like, <laughs> good stuff. Very nice. All right. So we're going to do a little Ask Francine Almost Anything. Uh, questions submitted uh, via Facebook uh, this ah, time. Okay. In, in a really cool Facebook group uh, called Strictly Extreme where, I mean, what do you think that the topic is here? 
ECW. It's ECW. Now, I want to <laughs> piggyback on the Facebook group. I am now a part of the uh, the Forever Fan Doc Club ECW oh. uh, Facebook group, which oh. I'm not going to lie, could be now the most hopping thing on my timeline. As every two seconds, there are fans commenting memories, sharing memorabilia, showing nice. stuff. It is some of the coolest stuff. And if this is any indication of this project, this is the endorsement is to p- for people to go to Facebook, Forever Fan Doc Club, the group. It is off the chain. And now you can wow. see the chatster in there too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I'm not in there because I don't do Facebook, but um, that's fun. I'm glad that the, it's getting some buzz. And um, Facebook seems to be where it's at. I'm going to have to make a profile and get on there. I'll be the one with no friends <laughs> coming on to say hello. <laughs> Will you be? Can you just have Tom, the MySpace guy, as your profile picture? Yeah, Tom. That's, that's all. <laughs> Remember him? He was everybody's MySpace friend. Yeah. He was number one on my list, but then I moved him to number eight because I had other people that were more important than Tom. <laughs> I loved MySpace. Yeah, I thought MySpace was a good time. It, in the party days in the mid two thousands. Okay, <laughs> it was all about MySpace, and and literally your top eight could fluctuate with who you were with on a Friday or Saturday night. Okay, and you got to play music in the like you you log on and a, a song would pop oh, on. Yeah. And, oh, it was a fun. It was fun. Very quickly, and I will. I have the questions here. Oh. I, I logged into my MySpace account for the first time maybe like three years ago. It was still like there. It's still there? If you could find out whatever your login information was, the email address I had on file, I don't even use anymore. Oh. I wanted to get in for one reason. It had a picture I took of Hulk Hogan on it. It was like my it was like on my wall, right? But I took it at a signing of Hogan walking right by me. And it was like, I did like one of these, like really, well, yeah, with the phone. It was with a Shady. disposable camera. <laughs> and, uh, it was on my MySpace page. I was able to pull it off, but there's nothing else left of the original MySpace. Oh, yeah. I don't I haven't been on there in ages. I, I don't even know how to log on. I wouldn't even know my info. But um MySpace was a, a good my, MySpace was like the first internet thing I think yeah. I joined. Oh, like, cool. I I think it was because there was there wasn't anything else going on at the time, I don't think, right? Nothing like that. You either no. talk to somebody on, you know, AOL chat or that no, was really that stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember when I got text messaging in 2002, literally <laughs> the only people who had it were me, Liz and John from the oh, two okay. hour trip. We were the only ones who had text messages and you had to pay like 50 cents a text. Yeah. Kind of That's looking. right. You did have to. Yeah. Cause I remember when I first started dating my husband and we were texting all the time and my bill was like $200 <laughs> for text messaging. And now yeah. we have an unlimited. Can you imagine that. And then when they went to unlimited, it was like a hundred dollars or something. You're like, he's lucky he married me. Cause I'd be pissed if I spent $200 on a dude <laughs> that I didn't end up with. <laughs> Some guy, you just be complaining about it in your current life. Be like I used to pay all this money to talk $200, to $200. Come on. Uh, all right, here we go. So okay. from the Strictly Extreme Facebook group, the first question was, because I introduced myself as co-host of Francine and Shane Douglas podcast. Okay. And the first question for Francine was, when Shane Douglas threw down the NWA title, whose idea was it for him to say, you could all kiss my ass? Uh, I'm sure it was Shane's. <laughs> you would have to ask him, uh, but I'm sure it was uh, Shane Douglas. It was. It was. It absolutely was. But I just thought that was funny. Like, you got to read. You got to read what it said. It said for Francine. Oh, that's okay. Uh, all right. Uh, this person wants to know. Would you like me to give names? names? I, I could say names. Yeah, give them shout outs. Yeah, sure. Appreciate uh, Jake Crockett wants to know, what was the highest peak moment of you and Shane's run together? It would be interesting to hear whether the they, their answers differ. So they would want both of you to answer, but you do, you go ahead and do it. The highest peak moment. Well, I feel like we had the most heat with the Gary angle. I I, I feel like it was the, the Pitbull thing with the broken neck. Um Jeez. I mean, we had, we, I, I believe I was with Shane for about three and a half years. I think that's how long the run was before he left to go to WCW. And I still think that if he would have stayed, we would have never separated. I just feel like we were that good together to my own horn too, too. But um, <laughs> we were just a good, we were a good team. You know, we were, we were really good together. So I, I feel like we drew heat the whole time. Uh, but I think the pinnacle 
and it was early on was the Gary, the stuff with Gary. Cause it was, we were getting beat up every week. <laughs> it seems like it. And kind of watching that stuff, I'm almost watching it in real time, just going through clips of watching basically from the week it happened. And then uh, it's like, I don't know. That night could be the high high point for you guys because that was insane. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And I, I I wonder if we were in a bigger building, would it have been different? Mm. You know what I mean? Because the arena is tight and there's about maybe 1,500 people there or so. I wonder if we were in four or 5,000 seat arena, 6,000, whatever, if it would have been different. But um, maybe just more people jumping in the guardrail. <laughs> I don't know. Now, you don't think that at some point, let's just say Shane stayed all the way to 2001. Never yeah. left. Yeah. You don't think at some point there would have been a call for Shane to be a babyface with you being a heel, like you turning on him or him getting frustrated with you, you cost him a win or something, and the money being you guys separated, but then getting back together a la Macho Man and Elizabeth. I, yeah. I think that it would have actually been better if you guys were still in the same company, separated, and then came back. Could have been. I mean, I just feel like if it ain't broke. Oh, I agree with that too. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, we could have, we could have did a lot of cool stuff um, either way. Uh, but I, I just feel like him and I were a money duo. So, you know, I was heartbroken when he left. I really was. I wanted him to stay understood why he left obviously, but um, you know, it is what it is. Come see, come see. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Daryl Patterson uh, yeah. said, much respect for all your work that you put in an ECW, especially your willingness to take crazy bumps. He wants to know, what is a moment that has you saying to yourself, wow, that was awesome? Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, I think, uh, I have to always go back to the night that I turned on the pipples and went and joined, you know, Shane, uh, going through the table. I honestly feel like that was the, um, moment where the boys respected me and the fans were like, Oh my gosh, because I, I now I'm told, I don't know if it's true, but I'm told I was the first girl at least in the States to go through a table. Um, and I don't think anybody really expected it to happen. And I think it was one of those like, holy shit moments. She's dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? And for me, I think that just elevated me to another level that night where that people were just like, yeah, she's here to work. She's not here to just hang out. She's here to work. And, um, you know, Every single week, I just tried to put the work in. And you look back and you say, wow, this was awesome. <laughs> that was an awesome night for me. It just, uh, when I when I walked through the back, you know, every, everybody was giving us a standing ovation. I know it was just not for me, but usually people would clap. People got out of their chairs. And, and even the guys that were eliminated early, like Jericho and Scorpio, everybody was just standing there clapping and people were hugging me and telling me how well I did. And it just made me feel so happy and so good. So, um, yeah, I like that night a lot. Were you afraid? I know this might have been really hard. Were you afraid that the pants or the, the skirt might come down and people could see the franchise written no. on your foot? You weren't no. afraid of that at all? All right. Just somebody grabbed it by accident and boom, went down. That didn't cross my mind. I was afraid of getting hurt. <laughs> I was afraid of like hitting my head on the lip of the, the table or something happening or hard weighing. That's what I was afraid of. I didn't even think twice about the underwear. Underwear. Is it gone? Is it long gone? I sold it. <laughs> oh boy, that's gotta be that's gotta be in a in a museum somewhere. I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's not, it's hopefully somewhere. nobody's wearing. Hopefully nobody's wearing it. Let's just say that they're probably wearing it on their head for all I know. Um, They're using it as a corona mask. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Daryl Patterson also wants to know: with Shane being the hometown kid, was it difficult to manage him in Pittsburgh? No, it was easy in Pittsburgh because we were always babyface in Pittsburgh, and I. Again, like that's the only time that Shane and I like kind of disagreed. Like I kind of, I liked 
the people loving us, but in the same aspect, I was like, but we're heels. I, it would be kind of cool to walk in your hometown and be despised. <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's the way I thought anyway. But, you know, he has his opinion and I respect it. The old Rick Rude. If you give you yeah, in your hometown, you know, you're a shitty heel. And he took exception to that big time. I would not call him a shitty heel. But I just think it would have been cool to go in as baby faces and then have him cut this hellacious promo and have every single person boo us out of the building. I thought that would have been fantastic for TV. But uh, he liked to be loved in Pittsburgh. So I just went along with it. Can't even walk the streets in Pittsburgh. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Beaver County. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Ronan Margolin says, what's up, guys? Huge oh. fan of ECW since 96. All right. First of all, glad you two squashed your beef, you and Shane. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you two figure out you were a good fit right away, or was it was, was it a process? I think it was right away. I think we clicked right away. Um, it, it comes down to that story where he he remembers this and I don't, but he always says that we were he was helping me with a promo when he came back and he wasn't even working yet. And Paul saw us conversing in the corner and a twinkle was in his eye and he thought, wow, <laughs> this is the new dynamic duo of the company. And, uh, and we, we just clicked right away. And I didn't, again, I didn't know anything about Shane. You know, I didn't know his work. I wasn't uh, a fan. I wasn't prevy to what he had done. I had to go home and look up stuff, you know, and study, which I did. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. I could work with this. <laughs> you are a student of the game for doing something. You like have that. to. That's what it's all about. You have to. You have to better yourself. How about this one? Mark uh, Fioretti doesn't have a question, but he just says he just subscribed to your Twitch channel Ooh, and is now you, going to join Patreon. Can't wait. Woo, get it, Mark. Well, we haven't heard from you yet, Mark, but uh, we're waiting. <laughs> Come on over, babe. He wrote this an hour ago, so we'll give him a few minutes. Oh, Maybe yeah. a reload of email, perhaps. Come on, awesome. Mark. The clock is ticking. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> Let's go, Mark. Uh, this is a good question. I'm not sure if we've answered it in this format. I think we've mentioned it in casual passing. Um, what is your favorite version of the triple threat? Well, jeez. Uh, I have to go with. Shane, Bam Bam, Candido. I love Brian Lee to death. Love, 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 love Brian Lee. And I thought Malenko Benoit was cool. But, you know, getting to work, I didn't uh, obviously didn't work with the earlier version, but I, I've worked with several. And I love Lance Storm. He's a great guy. But to me, Bam Bam and Chris with us was just the best, the most fun the best angles. That's my opinion. Could you have seen yourself with the original triple threat with the Shane, uh, Malenko, Benoit? Yeah, I, I, I could. Um, but see those, that version, like to me, they were all straight men. Right. So it was kind of like, I, I like the diversity of having Chris be the kind of silly, but still be like technically able to kick somebody's ass because he was just a, a great worker, um, you know, well-rounded. Uh, I feel like that earlier version was so serious. Um, maybe they didn't need me. I don't know. Like, I... I I feel like I could have worked with them, but it just, I don't know if it would have been as fun. Right. And nothing against any of them because they're all phenomenal workers, but the dynamic would have been different. Yeah. It, the group evolved. I mean, it really was the, you know, the shooter, the technical wrestler, and then, and Shane, who could really be a little bit of everything. They were a very serious <laughs> wrestling crew whereas you guys yeah. were like you guys were like a gang you saw one you got them all kind of thing and that's what i loved about the triple threat was it was guys that had each other's back this one it was like three guys you know mad as hell against the world they were had a very serious demeanor to them it's interesting that they didn't have a manager but it's funny would francine have crossed over well 
with them? I guess that's one of those ultimate fantasy booking questions. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much of a role I would have got to play. You know what I mean? Like, would I have been like a Miss Liz who didn't get to talk at all and just stood there and did nothing? I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because it's weird because Shane, you know, obviously was with Sherry for a while, but Sherry Mm -hmm. was gone by the time the triple threat was formed. So I wonder if they kept them together, would Sherry have been with them? But did they need it for, again, there being just a serious group of wrestlers rather than a gang of of guys that were all, you know, friends? Yeah. Yeah. And they they weren't together very long. No, no. It was really a handful of shows. Yeah. Yeah. So we we don't know what could have been. But um, I yeah, my favorite is definitely Bam Bam Chris and Shane. Yeah. Shane always says there's only two pictures of them together. Uh, ben Wall and uh, mm-hmm. Malenko and Shane. Uh-huh. One in a locker room and one they're outside and they're in there of course, you know, out <laughs> outside the arena best fanny packs and zubas and all. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So it's a time capsule uh in terms of the pictures taken. Yeah. That, was also, that was that was asked by Joseph Ryan the ninth. The ninth. The ninth. Wow. That's a big family. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Ryan, the eighth, uh, didn't want any part of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not around <laughs> for that. That's okay. Uh, this one is Dominic Borgia. He would like to know where were the craziest fans? Well, um, I'd have to say Philly, obviously. The arena was a bit crazy. Uh, the Madhouse of Extreme in New York. They got a little crazy at times um anywhere that a fight broke out which was most cities <laughs> <laughs> uh, riots did ensue um and for the most part fans you you know were respectful but again they, there were those overzealous ones who couldn't keep their hands to themselves and just you know they thought it was real it was real to them damn it and they just they just had to spit or punch or attack us. And, uh, you know, that's crossing the line, bro. That's a little too much. I don't know. Call me so anything. In the comments, they said, without a doubt, Philly. People were saying New York. Uh, yeah. But Dominic actually replied to somebody and said he figured that was the answer with Philly. But you never know. The war memorial in Florida was pretty nuts. But I don't remember anything ever like crazy happening there. They were a good group, like a raucous crowd. Yeah, like they were rowdy and they they were into the product. And I remember I liked working there. I liked that building. Um, that was Fort Lauderdale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we would go there early and stay late. You know what I mean? We would like stay extra days to go to the beach and go to the clubs, and we would make that a vacation every time that we went there. Um, but yeah, um, I, I if if I had to choose, I think Philly and New York topped the list for me. So yeah, it was. Um, I think that was also the the venue where the ring came down, if I'm mistaken. The War Memorial in Florida. You ever see that? I, I think I'm, you had to be, either you weren't on the road yet. It was the one clip where the ring comes down. It was all the fans <laughs> inside of it. Everybody was jumping. I thought that was in Philly. Oh, I thought that was in Florida. No, I think that was at the arena. Really. Is that when Public Enemy were in the ring? I don't remember who was in the ring. I just remember it was darker. That's why I didn't think it was the arena. It was like a little that the Florida one wasn't it like a little bit of a darker venue. Florida had a stage, had a stage where we came out and they had the two sides were on the floor and then the back went up with bleachers. Um, I think I know there was a stage, but I don't I don't remember the Florida building uh, the the thing collapsing there i know it did in in philly yeah arena i i can't i gotta i gotta go back and look that up okay i mean i know the chair incident was in philly yeah with terry funk and and cactus jack when terry funk is waving his arms in and then gets in the head with the chair and goes down i I want to say it was philadelphia where public enemy was in the ring and it goes to one side and then everything falls yeah yeah. oh that's oh that's so great god (laughs) ecw was awesome god Man, I'll t- I saw a chair. I saw two other chair throwing incidents uh, similar to kind of, you know, <laughs> copy off of that. One was in the ECW arena. Okay, it was a TNA house show. Oh, main event was the Dudleys Team oh, Three course. Team Three D uh-huh. against the New Age Outlaws. So on paper, that's a pretty damn good main event. Mm-hmm. For some reason, fans decided to throw chairs in the ring, and 
Road Dog, Brian James, gets on the mic and just goes off. He goes, you motherfuckers <laughs> just ruined a goddamn good finish. Oh. Threw down the mic and walked out of the ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's how the show ended. Oh, that's a it bummer. Was crazy. That was uh, famously I got hit in the balls by Billy Gunn during that show. You did? Yes, they were brawling outside the ring. <laughs> and Oh, no, Billy, excuse me, I got hit by Bubba. Billy knocked Bubba oh. down. Bubba goes back like this. Nuts. <laughs> and I'm sure he probably saw somebody standing there and did one of those. <laughs> hit right in the balls. And then the other one was an ROH show that did the same thing with the chairs. Oh, okay. ECW copycats all Good around. Yeah, uh, right. Before I get to the questions, I got to mention this. Did you hear Mark Shapiro, who we mentioned last week, in our watch long, do you recall we we saw him? He was with uh, with you yeah. guys. He died. Oh, he did in the past week. He did. Yes. Oh, I'm sad can, now. Can you believe that we just saw and it was a whole thing? Shane brings him in front of the camera and says, "He that he passed away." Heard it through the grapevine. Oh, I couldn't find anything about it online, but I heard through the grapevine he passed away this week. We uh, just what? Talked, I don't know of what, but we just talked about him weird oh i feel bad now r.i.p yeah really he was a very nice man go watch our uh our watch along <laughs> uh louis spicoli versus shane from september 17th 96 yeah. shane brings him literally in front of the camera says if anybody touches her he brings them in the back and i'll kick their ass because oh. you were getting grabbed <laughs> we, we saw I that know. <laughs> yeah oh poor guy I'm going to ask one more before we move over to the rest of these on Patreon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to save that one. I'm going to go back to that. That's going to be a good one to start it with. Uh, <laughs> we'll close it with this one. I've heard some tales about how much of an asshole Raven was. What's your take? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, he could be for sure. I think everybody has probably had their ups and downs with Scotty. Um, you know, uh, right now we're cool. And uh, I I have to say that he does have a great mind for the business. Um, I feel like the Raven character, I don't know if he came up with it or Paul came up with it or whatever, but I just think that it elevated him, you know, because he was doing the Scotty, the body or uh, Johnny Polo, all that, you know, he came in, from WWF uh, fresh off that character and to see him like in this grunge, it was cool and oh, it was, was relatable. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, if somebody says to me, do you like Scott Levy? I'd say, yeah, I like Scott Levy, uh, but definitely butted heads a couple times and I've seen him butt heads with a lot of people. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of said with interviews, right? Obviously, you guys were very close. Everybody in ECW shared the locker rooms, the yeah. roads, the whole nine yards. The shoot interviews, the podcast interviews, the write-up interviews, magazines, all that stuff. Do more problems – and this is not you know talking about Raven specifically. This is everybody. Do more problems come out of those interviews with other things being said than actually things that happen in the locker room? I feel like – and I've said this before. I feel like these shoot interviews, um, people say things – that they hear and they feel is the truth. And a lot of times it's not. And uh, like, uh, you know, back in the day, again, let's talk about the rats. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. And people say things and people have said stuff about me that isn't true. And it may, it, it hurts my feelings and I call them on it. You know, Scotty did in an interview, I called him on it. We talked it out. I was furious. Um, you know, Sandman did in an interview, called him on it, talked about it. He was wrong. He admitted he was wrong. But now it's it's there for all to, you know, for all to see for the rest of eternity. I just feel like there are certain topics that should not be discussed, you know, yeah. Uh, private things, things that, you know, happen behind the scenes. It's really nobody's business, but I'm going to say it because I'm going to get over because, yeah, I did this and I did that. Just keep your mouth shut there. They're, you know, especially now you're in your fifties, get over it. That's the way I look at it. I just feel like guys should have more respect for the females in the business. 
Yeah, we've talked about that uh, many, many times. Yep. And you know what also is funny about that? And like you said, you, you, anything you talk to to Raven directly, you talk to Sandman directly, people who just stumble onto clips that are 15 years old are hearing that, and then they go, oh, I heard Raven say that, so that's got to be. It's gospel. Faith. And that's it. And now, you know, even some of the uh, Feinstein's shoot interviews are 20 plus years old. Yeah. And whereas some of them are great time capsules because some of the guys are gone, the stories will live on forever. Other things, if they say something in passing, it's now in stone. And that if they're alive and you're there, they if somebody says, oh, yeah, I didn't like Francine. And they go, oh, so-and-so doesn't like Francine. You guys could have talked out 150 yeah. times since then, but it lives in infamy. I always find that, you know, it, it, it's almost these are as, as much of a, a benefit as they are a detriment. I was uh, – when I did Hannibal's thing last week – I went back and I was reading some of the comments just to see, you know, what people were saying about me or whatever. And one idiot was like, oh, she said she didn't sleep with Shane. So that means she did. And we all know that they were a couple. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) you're wrong. I didn't answer him, you know, obviously. Uh, But why is it like, like people say, oh, you're trying so hard to make us believe that you didn't No, I'm just telling you that it's not true. Right. You know, and all these guys who said in their shoot interviews that I was Shane's ride and Shane and I were sleeping down wasn't true. It's, it wasn't a thing. It, you know, and, and we both said this, if we were both single, maybe it would have happened because there was an attraction there. I'm not going to lie, but it, we never crossed the line. It never happened. There was never a kiss outside of the ring or a holding hands outside of walking to the, nothing like that ever, ever happened. And I would take a lie detector test and I would swear on a stack of Bibles. It just didn't happen. So for people to throw that in my face and say, yeah, did you're, you're just compensating. You're trying to make us no stop being an asshole. I'm just telling my story. Somebody asked it and I'm giving you my answer. Why don't people believe me? Why do it, I'm the person that it happened to. How come nobody believes me? I don't understand. Because so and so said it in an interview. Yeah, so well, so and so can, true. can kiss my ass because they're wrong. Oh, I, just, I just hate that people can say anything they want. Anything. This internet, the Wikipedia page, I, people add to it all the time. I, who yeah. People writing on my wiki page. Some of that stuff on there is not even accurate. Not even true, but what gives people the right to just pull up and add their two cents to it? It infuriates me. It should. It absolutely it should. If it's, if it's not factual, it sh- absolutely should. As Shane has said, uh, they've added extra wives to his uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> he goes, I, I have trouble with one ex-wife. I don't need two. <laughs> exactly. I just feel like personal things should not be discussed. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. <clears throat> Excuse me. We were on the road together four or five days a week. We had no social life. We would come home, do our laundry, say hi to our families, and then go back on the road. People are going to date. Things are going to happen. It's no one's business but our own. And for these guys to just sit down and talk about other people and make up shit, it bothers me. When they were not, you know, there's two people in the bed, so to speak. Were you there? Were you sleeping with me? I was alone. Were you there? No, you weren't there. Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, we've talked about it many times, and it's never a, it's never a dull topic because it could always be brought up again. It makes me angry. Time. Yeah, forget me riled up again. But especially for that interview you did last week. What did that have to do with what you were being asked? That somebody speculates in the comments about something they know nothing about, and both parties have vehemently said – this is unfactual. Oh, this did not happen. We're both lying. You're both oh, lying. I, as a friend lying. of both of you, I can honestly say that it's the truth. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but both people are admitting there was an attraction. Something would have happened if one of us wasn't married, because I obviously was single at right. the time. We're both admitting that. We're both saying there was there was an attraction there, but we we didn't do it. So well, how much more honest can you be? I'm not sitting there saying, oh, I thought he was an ugly dude and I didn't want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. The thought never crossed my mind. No, 
I'm not saying that. It's, we're being as honest as we can be about it. And still, people do not believe us and they do not respect our answers. So I, I don't know what else to tell you. What I, more can I say, people? I respect your answer. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's, uh, it's, it's annoying, to say the least. But how could you resist a quaff? You know, I mean, his quaff looks always so good. <laughs> Look, he, he was a very good looking man. He still is a nice looking man, you know, but I, I'm an old married lady with children and, uh, you know, too little, too late, buddy. And he's <laughs> fighting he, he's fighting road rage with blue haired ladies in uh, on the streets of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting punched by 90 year old grandmothers. No, actually, Gary got punched, not him. Oh my God. Gary got punched by this old lady and it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. He always says he hangs out more with two 93 year old people. It's he Domin does. Dominic, it's Dominic and, his neighbor. and his neighbor. Oh, and over and his stepmother. Oh yeah. When he goes to the far. So there you go. So he's got, oh, he's got his no. crew. All right. He's a good friend. He's, uh, he's, you know, hopefully he'll be in my life forever. I, I do truly love him. So. There you go. Exactly. And the rest, as he would say, can all kiss his ass. So, um, all right, we'll save the rest of the questions for Patreon. Uh, okay. So I can throw that banner up. We're wow, doing, this hour flew by. We're doing finish the questions. Oh, finish so, the questions. Um, here's another funny one for the extras. Oh, uh, no. Do we have another Ramoth? What was that called? Behemoth? Oh, um, no, 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 no. Something different. It was, um, oh, what the hell? Uh, accuser of the Brethren. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to look at ugly ring attire. Oh my God. Bring me up every time. <laughs> some of my outfits were disgusting. <laughs> I okay. didn't see, I don't think you were on this list, but there's some pretty ugly ring attire. It's more, we're just going to look at it, see if it's fashionably acceptable. We're not okay, really going to, maybe we can rank the worst one by the end of it and what didn't work, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of goofy. And then uh, here's another random match. You don't do much in it, but you're there. And I just thought it was—I just thought it was interesting because I had never seen it, and I watched it. Okay. The Pitbulls versus Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie just from ECW. <laughs> just another night. Well, do you want to know what? Do you want to know what that means? Just another night. Sure. For you guys, it was just another night. Blood and guts, uh, fights, hardcore. It was just another night. That was the tagline. It, we okay. don't change anything about ECW. It was making. Well, it was making an assumption that WCW Nitro and WWF Raw have to have all these gimmicks and have to have all these things to get you to come in for ECW. It's just another night. Another night. Okay. Clever. I've never seen this match. So don't it was, remember uh, it. I don't remember. <laughs> well, we're going to check it out. We're, and we're going to run down the card because a ECW mainstay and a guy who had a big you know, I would say portion of your run there uh, with association with you debuted on this show. And you'll tell me when I'll we I'll tell you who it is on Patreon. Okay. Because I don't know. I didn't know it either. So here we go. If you want to follow me, it's at Chad EMV on Twitter and Instagram. You can get the perfectly rated shirt on IBExclusives.com where all my autograph signings are going on and a shitload of them are going on. So Aren't please. Lucky. Yeah. If you got stuff you want for a loved one coming up, send it to me. I'll get it signed for you and we'll take care of it. So that's all I got. Awesome. Uh, across the board on social media, you can find me at ECW Diva Francine. Please come join me on Twitch. I'm trying to make partner, and I would love if you would come and support. Uh, that is www.twitch.tv forward slash ECW Diva Francine. If you need a cameo, uh, I am your girl. I did some fun ones today. I'd like to do a fun one for you as well. Uh, you can find my link on uh, Twitter for cameo. Um, and Chad mentioned it at the top of the hour. Uh, Foreverfan.club is going to uh, be something special, I feel. And we're still getting the pieces together. Uh, but I think in, in a couple weeks, we're going to launch Full Throttle. And it's going to be something that um, you're going to love. So uh, go over and take a look at the website. We're adding people to it daily. It is foreverfan.club. And uh, we hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. And with that, that is a wrap.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.